Hey, Disney fans, looking for the latest Disney news and interviews with some of Disney's biggest stars? Have we got the podcast for you. Welcome to D23 Inside Disney. I'm Sherry from Oh My Disney. I'm Tony from Good Morning America. And I'm Jeffrey from D23. And together we're taking you Inside Disney. Hello, beautiful people. Hi. Oh, I don't know if any of you heard that, but my stomach just grumbled. <laughs> oh my gosh. It is not snack time yet. Oh, <gasps> snacks, snacks, snacks. <laughs> well, first off, huge congrats to our friend, Tony, who just was named Pause Magazine's Person of the Year. Oh my gosh. What? Can Much deserved for that uh, fantastic essay that you wrote. And, and if people have not seen it, you can check it out on gma.com. Just terrific. And Tony, so proud of you. Thank you, guys. That it's been amazing. a wild ride. Thank you. Thank you. And excited for more to come. Brighter days ahead. <laughs> Congratulations. So what other what Disney stuff have you been up to this week, Tony? Well, I've had quite the week. I did watch Black Widow on the Disney Plus which was exhilarating, super yes. fun. I love. And that I am movie. someone who watches movies with subtitles. So I would implore you guys to watch Black Widow again with ah. subtitles. Oh, Only okay. different experience. Yeah. D23 actually did a really fun story about hero poses, you know, based on Yelena's <laughs> hilarious thing. And, and yeah, anyway, it's a great story on d23.com if you uh, have a chance to see it. Oh my gosh, I love it. Sherry, what did you do this week? Great question. This is going to sound very mysterious. So I'm excited to hear theories, but I got to see a top secret screener for a top secret movie. And I can't say anything about it. Oh, no, but there's so many. I enjoyed it thoroughly. More to come. More to come when I can reveal more. But ooh, ooh, my head is so full of secrets. Love Post it. your guesses on the social media and tag uh, D23 Inside Disney. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> Sherry will let you know someday if you were right. Yes. Amazing. Can't wait. Jeffrey, what about you? I binged a bunch of episodes of What If, and it's so good. I do find myself getting very upset in most of these episodes because so many things go oh. wrong that I wasn't anticipating. But ultimately, each episode does end on a very hopeful note, which uh, at least the ones I've completed so far, I'm almost done but definitely recommend that. And then, of course, uh, that's the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but if you love a galaxy far, far away, not to mention everything Disney, coming up on the show, we have Jordan Fisher, who is one of the voice Yay. actors of, uh, yeah, right. of Star Wars Visions, which you can watch right now on Disney+. Plus. But I mean, also the most massive, amazing Disney fan. So we, we talk with him about so much, including his incredible Disney fairy tale wedding that it took place somewhat recently and under very uh, challenging circumstances. So great stories from Jordan coming up. Mm -hmm. But first, let's kick off the news. A bit of sad news to start us off. Disney legend Ruthie Thompson, who was a Disney legend in animation, passed away in her sleep at 111 years old. Oh. I feel like we may have talked about her in the past on the pod. Um, she worked on almost every Disney animated movie from Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs through The Rescuers. Sharp as attack. She actually then moved in in her later years to the MPTF campus in Woodland Hills. You guys know I'm involved with MPTF. So I actually, mm -hmm. several years ago when I was on the campus, got to meet her. And that was such a treat. She was just amazing. Still had great things to say about Disney and a huge LA Dodgers fan. So <laughs> thank you to our pals at MPTF for taking such great care of her. Yeah, Ruthie, we'll miss you. So 
Thank you. And you can you can read more about her fantastic, incredible life at uh, D23. Oh, I love that. Well, over at Disney Plus this week, there is now a Disney Parks collection, as if mm. we have not got enough Disney Parks, the three of us, the last <laughs> couple of weeks here. There's Never have enough. <laughs> it's Thanks. It's a dedicated hub, you guys, featuring some amazing original series on the platform like Behind the Attraction, Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings, and even special episodes of <clears throat> Sherry, America's Funniest Home <gasps> Videos. <Yeah. laughs> oh my gosh, I was all ears. Now I'm super, super all ears for this, <laughs> this collection. This is for you. Amazing. Wow. What we added too was the most magical story on earth, if years of Walt Disney World, hosted by Disney legend Whoopi Goldberg. So go check out the Disney Parks collection now available on Disney Plus, you guys. Nice, nice. Amazing. Well, guys, get your chestnuts roasting. <gasps> get your Jack Frost nipping at your nose. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I hear the jingling bells. You know what time it is. It is Sherry's Christmas Quarter. Woo-hoo. Disney Plus just dropped the trailer for Home Sweet Home Alone, which debuts on the platform exclusively November 12th. It stars Archie Yates, Ellie Kemper, Kenan Thompson, Front of the Pod, Ali Maki, and it's based on the classic screenplay by John Hughes. I absolutely love the original, so I'm so excited for this reimagining. If you are down to watch some hijinks, check out the trailer, which is now on 20th Century Studios YouTube. Yeah, I and I loved, because I kept thinking, like, how do you, like, in, in this day and age where we're so connected, how... <laughs> how does that happen now? Like, how do you actually right. not be able to get back to your kid? And I love, they sort of answer that a little bit in the trailer, yeah, which yeah. I love. <laughs> it seems like extremely feasible, which is scary and entertaining. <laughs> well, don't be jealous, but you're going to be jealous. Already, I, already jealous. <laughs> I got to hang out with R2-D2 and some of the Jawas this week in Times Square. What? what? Everything is on the Insta, but they were in town to help us debut Bring Home the Bounty on GMA, which is really cool. So there is a lot of bounty to bring home. Basically every week from now through December 28th, Star Wars is revealing new products every week from across the Star Wars galaxy, helping fans find the perfect bounty for friends, family, and themselves for the holiday season. Head to bringhomethebounty.com for more. And new products will debut on the site every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Eastern. Oh my gosh. Woo. Oh my gosh. Setting my alarm. You gotta make room. <laughs> I don't even know what to do. I'm gonna have to annex my house. Well, coming up on October 19th, Disney Genie debuts at Walt Disney World Resort. We got to see uh, some really fun previews of how Disney Genie is going to work. And it's very cool. I thought the interactivity was very fun. They also announced some pricing. They announced all the attractions that are going to be available, both as part of Genie Plus and the a la carte Lightning Lane attractions that are going to be available. You can go to the Parks blog. Our friends did an incredible story there with lots of details. You can read all about it there. And uh, yeah, excited for it to debut at Walt Disney World and then uh, coming soon to Disneyland as well. I miss Walt Disney World. (laughs) Well, speaking of wonderful things at Disney World, Disney Wonderful Worlds is available now Mm. from the App Store and Google Play. So this is a super colorful match three puzzle game where you can collect classic Disney characters. And my favorite part, you could personalize your park with more than 100 different Disney decorations, attractions, and more, including 
some limited time iridescent decorations and collectibles as part of the 50th anniversary celebration. There mm. will be more than 300 puzzles with new levels added weekly. So get ready to get unlocking all of these insane, crazy, cool Disney things. That's a lot of puzzles. That is a lot of <laughs> yes. puzzles. Well, you guys know that I'm probably not excited for anything more than I am for the Disney Wish coming next June. <laughs> My friends at Disney Cruise Line just made some announcements about a few more details. Most of them I will not be able to enjoy because I am a very old person. But kids are going to have, kids and <laughs> tweens and teens are going to have the best time. So uh, they've already announced some details for things in the Oceaneer Club and things like that. But they just announced that the Star Wars Cargo Bay is going to be part of the Oceaneer Club. In this experience, kids will take on the role of creature handlers and they will learn how to manage some of our favorite friends like a Porg. Mainly Porgs are my favorite, but also Lothcat more. Very, very fun. And, and of course, there's going to be Star Wars characters in there as well. They also added Minnie and Mickey's Captain's Deck, which is a fun playground for Oceaneers Club visitors of a certain age. They also announced some more details about Edge, which is the tween club for kids 11 to 14. Vibe, which is for 14 to 17. They're also adding the hideaway, which is a space adjacent to Vibe, and it can be uh, flex, it can open up to other things, and it can also be reserved for guests 18 to 20. So you can't hit the 21 and over things, you can hang out here. Plus there's some new counselor-led programming that includes a competition, which is themed to the Emperor's New Groove. And all I have to say <laughs> is pull the lever. <laughs> So you, you can visit the Parks blog for many more details, but the visuals look fantastic. Cannot wait to see it, even if I don't get to hang out there, but that's probably fine. Yeah, I too have major FOMO after hearing you uh, list all those things, Jeffrey. We just need to get our own Porg. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, not that anyone is counting, uh, depending on when you're listening to this, we have less than 80 days until 2022. Uh -huh. oh, wow, what is time? The year it's been, but there's only one way to ring in the new year, and that's with Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve with Ryan Seacrest, Avi, which is celebrating its 50th anniversary show this year with mm. its first ever Spanish language countdown from Puerto Rico. So this is taking place oh. on the grounds of the Puerto Rico Convention Center. Their countdown starts at 11 p.m. Eastern on New Year's Eve, just an hour ahead of us on the East Coast, but Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve with Ryan Seacrest airs live, of course, from Times Square starting at eight o'clock Eastern. Woohoo! Ah, Woo! Can't wait. Well, before we get to 2022, <laughs> 2021 Halloween fun is upon us. Or should I say Huluween? Huluween <laughs> is returning with its second season of Bite Size Halloween, which is a short film series that ranges from horror comedy to psychological thrillers. And what's really cool is they're created by 18 different up and coming filmmakers who really span a wide spectrum of styles, of identities, countries, backgrounds, and their films take on different issues like race, gender, motherhood, the environment, much more. You can watch these across digital and broadcast platforms like Freeform, FX, Hulu's Huluween Platform Hub, and YouTube. So super excited to check these out. So the overall goal of 20th Digital Studios short film programs is to continue to guide and nurture these artists' careers and transition some of their shorts into longer features one day, which is super cool. Wow. That is yeah. very cool. 
You know what's also cool? Well, not snack um, time we already addressed. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. But it is Very time sad. for five fantastic things to watch this weekend, courtesy of our friends at D23, the official Disney fan club. For complete listings, visit D23.com. Sherry, what's on deck first? On deck first is kind of snack related. It's food adjacent. <gasps> Disney's yeah. Magic Bake Off. Oh, New episode. Favorite thing. Friday. Yes. <laughs> New episode Friday, October 15th at 7 p.m. Eastern on Disney Channel. And in this episode, Big City Greens is coming to life. So the pastry chefs are going to create cityscape cakes complete with fondant streets, sugar paper maps, and much more. Mm, Mm -hmm. Sounds tasty. Well, on Friday the 15th at 11 a.m., you can watch X-Men Days of Future Past on FX. I like this one just because it's like a bit of a mind meld because you get the original X-Men and you get the younger versions of the X-Men from X-Men First Class. It's all makes much more sense than what I just said. (laughs) And next, mark your calendars. Saturday, October 16th is going to put a spell on you because... You can watch Hocus Pocus, a Disney classic, starting at 7 p.m. Eastern on Freeform, part of their 31 Nights of Halloween. Well, also part of 31 Nights of Halloween on October 16th, apparently right after you can watch Hocus Pocus, you can watch (gasps) Maleficent at 9.25 p.m. starring the amazing Angelina Jolie and the fabulous Elle Fanning. So we all know the story, the tale of Sleeping Beauty told from our fantastic anti-heroes perspective. Love it. Tune in. Nice. And cap off your weekend with more 31 Nights of Halloween with Toy Story of Terror, which airs Sunday, October 17th at 11.35 p.m. Eastern on Freeform. On to today's guest. To say this talented actor is a Disney fan might be an understatement. Along with such Disney credits as Teen Beach Movie, Teen Beach 2, Live and Maddie, and High School Musical, The Musical, The Series, he won the Mirrorball Trophy on Dancing with the Stars, performed on the Disney Family Sing-Along, released his self-titled EP with Hollywood Records, sang the title song in Magic Kingdom's Happily Ever After Spectacular, has appeared on multiple Disney holiday specials, attended several D23 Expos, and on top of it all, he had a fairy tale wedding last year at Cinderella Castle. He is now voicing one of the characters in Star Wars Visions. Please welcome to the show, Jordan Fisher. Wow. (laughs) A whole lot of Disney there. Yeah, a lot of Disney. I was re- like, think, I was like, wait, I'm re- whoa, right, that's it. Whoa, that's so funny. A lot of Disney. <laughs> the is. list is seemingly never ending. How did you <laughs> first fall in love with Disney? I couldn't even tell you. <laughs> I honestly couldn't even tell you. I mean, I think my first day home gift, like some that a family friend gave to me, was a big Mickey plush. Like Disney has always just been lifeblood for me it's just always been part of my life in some capacity as a fan as a kid working on the channel working with Hollywood records for a period like just ever all of the work and everything that I've done with the parks and or just attending just being a fan I mean you guys know how it goes it's just when you're one of those people when you're a Disney adult you know you (laughs) get it you just understand the best way to kind of just nutshell the archetype of a Disney adult or a Disney fan in general is somebody that just really a sentimental person that is addicted to nostalgia. And I'm a sentimental person that's addicted to nostalgia. And uh, it's perfect for that. Same here. And same with Jeffrey and same with Tony and same with all of our listeners. We uh, totally understand that. I got in bed last night and, and 
turn on a Disney movie because that's what I do to fall asleep. I turn it on Hercules. And the oh. original, the original, you remember the, like the, the, that blue, that beautiful blue. That happened. And I, I closed my eyes to it and I almost cried because I was just so <laughs> tired. I was so tired. I was so cozy. And I heard that and I was like, that's how I'm falling asleep. And then of course, long ago comes on. And, 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 like no, for a moment, everything is okay. Yeah, everything, everything is better. The city is quiet. I'm like nestled in my bed, I'm cozy and comfy, turn on a movie. And it's, yeah, and if it's Disney, quite literally the world just stops for a period. Well, Fair. as a follow-up to your Disney fandom, had you always been a Star Wars fan? Same thing. Just kind of always, I was already a fan before Phantom Menace came out. So I'm not really sure how, because I don't have like, distinct memories of watching the original like the original three before going to the theater when phantom menace came out but i do remember going to the movie theater when phantom menace came out and it blew my mind i thought that darth maul was one of the sickest things i've ever seen in my entire life didn't realize years later how much he would you know be so loved in the star wars universe of course (laughs) always been a star wars fan always been an anime fan Group on Studio Ghibli Films, and you know that that was my introduction. I started following Naruto in 2002. Started watching Dragon Ball Z in like 98, 99, and it's just gotten worse. My addiction has just grown since. And so, yeah, it's a perfect sorry for the construction. Um, it's a perfect kind of amalgamation of all of these things that I love: Disney, Star Wars, anime, and then the character looks exactly like me and is like a force balance kind of character. It's a dream. The whole thing's just a dream scenario. Honestly, the construction noises sound like Star Wars noises right now. Yeah. It's like, wow, you really are a Star Wars fan. <laughs> I just, I just like base. I had a bunch of people from the parks just come over and deck out my place and just make it sound like, like I'm in. Uh, Edge. Yeah, Galaxy's Edge for sure. <laughs> people have had a chance to see the show. Talk about it for maybe those who haven't seen. Give us a little taste of your character Dan in the episode The Elder. We want to know. We want people to be excited. Nine unique stories. The genius of all of this is that seven different anime studios got an opportunity to flesh it out, make it look and sound and feel like what they do on a day-to-day basis. And I think that magnifying some culture in the anime space is a really exciting thing. And in my opinion, Star Wars fits in there perfectly. It really does. It's, it's politics. It's platonic romance. It's romance. It's action. It's science. It's fiction. It's nostalgia, it's war, it's humanity, it's moral compass. It hits all of the notes that a great anime series is supposed to hit. Star Wars just does. Standard. As an IP, it just does. It understands the assignment every time. Challenges you, gives you something to shed a tear about. All of these things just work together to me. All of these things, Disney, anime, Star Wars, it all just kind of maps itself out. I don't know if I answered your question. I just started talking. I loved it. Well, as Jeffrey mentioned, last year you had a fairy tale wedding at Walt Disney World. The photos looked like a dream. Please tell us everything. It was beautiful. It was exactly what we wanted it to be, to be honest with you. I mean, like we had another wedding planned in, in Hawaii. It was much larger in terms of attendance, you know, and the whole thing. And it, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And then when the Hawaii opportunity was shut down due to COVID and we kept pushing dates and pushing dates, eventually... Our friend Tony Shepard gave us a call over at the parks and said, hey, we're going to figure something out. 
give me a day. I just, I'm back in the office now, call you in a day. So he did and was like, here's what we can do so that you're not stressed about it anymore. Wow. We can make it happen. Park will shut down. We'll get you and your guests in 11 or so. We'll have a dinner beforehand. It'll be a late night thing. You'll walk down the aisle at 12 or 1 a.m. So that's what happened. It's 30 of our closest people. When I got up there, I, I, there were only 30 people, and there were 30 of my closest people. I got to make eye contact with every individual that was there that flew in for, for our wedding. And the, the best piece of advice that I got time and time again from multiple people, which I was like, okay, there's got to be some merit here, was any opportunity you have during the day to really just like take inventory and soak in your environment, soak in the people that you're around, make a lot of eye contact, hug a lot of people, just really soak in the day. It goes by like that. It really does. I promise that day. It just flew. We played in the parks all day, had some dinners. I went back. I took a little nap, woke up, made sure my vows were right, got dressed. All of a sudden it was 11 o'clock and we were like, oh, we're getting married. (laughs) This big vacation that we're taking with all of our best friends and our closest, like most immediate family also has a purpose. We have to get married tonight. Let's do it. And so we did. And it was, it legitimately felt like a vacation. And we also just happened to get married because we felt married. (laughs) For a long time it's you know we've been in each other's lives since we were kids we grew up best friends we dated for four years like we just we felt married already and so this uh-huh. was, it was such a beautiful way to literally put a ring on it and call it a day and it happened in a really really beautiful way and in a place that's very deeply meaningful to us we were just back there in june or july got to see happily ever after for the last time which is really great and uh, we were back there. We were behind the castle and in front of standing in front of the carousel and just like so looked, got to be able to like put our eyes on where we got married. And we'll be able to do that time and time again. Just so cool. Well, magical doesn't even begin to describe everything you're sharing with us. But speaking of Walt Disney World and Happy Ever After, as you know, Walt Disney World is kicking off their 50th anniversary celebration with a new show, Disney Enchantment, but you recorded the title song for Happily Ever After. What was it like watching that experience and hearing your voice? I grew up on Wishes, so it's the same thing. That's a bucket lister that you don't even create because it seems so far-fetched. Being the voice of the fireworks <laughs> at Magic Kingdom, crazy new world okay yeah like of the hundred million voices in the world that have the capability the 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 name the facility whatever to have that opportunity to seize it and then to be able to do it of the millions on millions of people that they could select to be the person that they called to ask to do it i physically threw up I, dust, I, don't, of course. I don't get, and it wasn't nerves either. It was so much elation. It was so much joy. I, I, I couldn't wrap my mind around the idea of 80,000 people just in the hub watching. I, I couldn't wrap my mind around that, you know? And so I was walking to the theaters, working on Hamilton at the time. I was walking to the theater and I got a call. Mm-hmm. They're like, just gauging your temperature. Is this something you'd be interested in? I was like, is it? Is it something <laughs> I would be interested in? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I'll call out of the show tonight. <laughs> we'll record this thing today. Uh, so yeah, absolutely thrilled and so excited to see what they're doing for the next one too. I just know it's going to be incredible. So you're a huge Disney fan. What is the most Disney geeky collectible thing you own? 
I own a Thomas Kincaid painting of the 50th anniversary portrait of the Disneyland castle with a day one ticket booklet and a shadow box. Wow. That's my, that's good. That, that's my, like, that's my pride and joy. That's my, so it's like right outside of my office in my house in LA and wow. I see it every day or when I'm home, I get to see it every day. And it's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I mean, it's Thomas Kincaid, but it's also a day one ticket book. Mm-hmm. And it's I just, I love that piece a lot. I have some other fun ones too. Some original artwork and things like that, that I've just kind of collected over the years. I haven't like framed anything, but I, I eventually will. I need to just like kind of get it up and get the, get the like legit collection going. But that Thomas Kincaid piece is definitely, that's a, oh, that's a special one. I just think about, 1955 Anaheim California is being given one of these things one day mm-hmm. and th- like the fact that someone held on to it and took such good care of it and that I get to have that little piece of memorabilia a day that I wasn't even thought of yet mm-hmm. you know so it was really cool love that we obviously have to ask you about High School Musical the musical the series the well, series we the anthology you. the trilogy the saga the series <laughs> You made a brief appearance this season, but it yeah. looked like your character may help launch Nini's recording career. We have to ask you, will we see you again in the next season? I don't know. What a tease. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. <laughs> okay. We sure hope so. I'm yeah, a huge fan, so we're great. hoping. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a great show. Great show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tweeted about it early 2020. My Evan Hansen cast members, they were like, funny enough, the same ones that also Andrew Barth Feldman and Robert Banks, who yeah. also, yes, I was sort of like, gotta watch this show. It's so good. Gotta yeah. watch this show. And I was like, I'm not really interested in seeing a continuation. And they're like, nope, stop, stop right there. You gotta watch the show. I'm like, okay, binge the <laughs> whole thing in two days. Whole thing. <laughs> It's a stellar cast. Tim Federley's a smart man and knew that putting theater people in a theater show would be the smartest thing to do. I mean, he and Tommy Kale, there's a reason why they're the two best people for musical to TV or film adaptations, in my opinion, because they recognize the value of having Broadway talent in the show or the film or whatever the project is. It's why Grease Live was as good as it was, right? Tommy Kale is smart dude he said no I'm gonna, it's gonna be mostly broadway people it's gonna be mostly people that have at least done a lot of theater that is why grease live did as well as it did that's why house musical the musical the series the song of the anthem the trilogy the the anthem, <laughs> well it does as well as it does as well it, it's, yes, it's, a yes. thing. it's a great show right, we're getting toward the end of the interview so we're getting some we've got some lightning round disney favorites to ask you can't wait um all right so First thing that comes to mind, and the only request is we ask that you do not select a project that you were involved in. So just something pure love. I love favorite. That. We think we I have a feeling we're gonna get some good deep cuts here. Favorite Disney okay. animated movie of all time, The Incredibles. Incredible Ooh. answer. Nice. Great choice. Favorite Disney character. Steamboat Willie. Ooh, ah, yeah. Classic. All right. Favorite Disney sidekick. Hmm. Probably Mushu. Ooh, yeah. Like favorite Star Wars movie? Attack of the Clones. Okay. Favorite okay. Marvel movie? Oh, hot <laughs> take. Ooh. Y'all ready for this one? Black Widow. Sarah. Ooh. 
epic. Epic. I think that it is the, I know we're, I know it's lightning round right now. If we go over a second, I have to talk about this. I think (laughs) that it is the best constructed Marvel film from beginning to end. Its assignment was to fit in a slot that is simply just to give us information. Doesn't have any direct impact on how we feel about these characters. Only makes our love for Black Widow even better, but gives us more information on her. It understood the assignment and accomplished it perfectly with a beginning and a middle and an end. It had three perfect acts, all phenomenal performances, perfectly written, no extra fat to cut off, no jokes that didn't land. Everything was just tasteful and accomplished what it was supposed to do and then perfectly set up Florence Pugh's character to give us something exciting about watching Hawkeye and really seeing what happens there. I give all of the craps in the world about her character. And it was just perfectly, they shot like three birds with one stone with that film. It was perfect. It was a perfect film. That was awesome. It really is. It's like it, no more, no less. It does exactly what it's supposed to do. And it fits in a slot that like, there's not supposed to be continuing. It's just, it did what it was supposed to do. And they did it. Oh my God. It's gorgeously directed. I love that. I love it so much. Yeah. All right. Moving along. lightning round. I love that. Favorite Disney song. Uh, Beauty and the Beast. Favorite Disney resort to stay at. The Grand Floridian. Mm. Favorite Disney attraction. Mm. Mm. It's going to be either. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Okay. Attraction also show. Fantastic. Sure. Sure. Great. All right. And we end every interview with this question. Favorite Disney memory. Marry my wife. (laughs) marrying ellie perfect that's the perfect memory talk about a happily ever after yeah i don't know that i don't know that there would be a better disney memory that could ever happen unless we like happen to go into labor at space mountain or something like it doesn't you understand (laughs) like it's a visual (laughs) that will never nothing will ever top saying i do at midnight with me and my wife and our best friends and immediate family. And that's just, it was just us. Jordan, thank you so much. Much happiness and success going forward. We can't wait to see what you do next. And hopefully we'll get to have you back here soon. 100%. Next D23, I'll see you there. Woo-hoo. Thank you guys. That wedding sounds like an actual dream, a real fairy tale come true. Honestly. Mm, and he's just yeah. immensely talented, that one. Oh, I know. Agree. Oh. What a nice guy. Well, thanks again for listening to D23 Inside Disney. Don't forget to like and share this episode wherever you listen or subscribe. And if you want to chat with us, hashtag D23 Inside Disney. And for the latest Disney info, check out D23.com. We'll be back next week with more Disney news and a fantastic guest on an all new episode of D23 Inside Inside Disney. Disney.